podcast to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Corinne Jorgensen. And I'm your other host, Alessandro Muso. We are PhD students at the University of Geneva. We study volcanoes and we're here to give you all the hot volcano news. First, a quick update on some of the week's volcanic activity. And then, the focus of the week. There is gonna be another hat in a minute. Bye. Let's do it! Bye! It's July 12th at the time of recording, and this is your weekly update. Okay, so in honor of Italy's big Euro 2020 football, also known as soccer, also known as sports ball, win. Also beautiful game. Yes, also known as the beautiful game. Anyways, in honor of Italy's big win, Alessandro will do the Etna news first. Okay. So let's start from Italy at that point. So let's start from Mama Hedna. Let us be, as always, busy this week, cheering on the football games, maybe. Or oh, maybe not, because he does, she doesn't erupt after uh, the match. Maybe. But... Okay, as we mentioned last week, uh, there was an eruption the evening of the 5th with thrombotic activity and two lava flows from the southwest and the north northeast crater winds. July the 7th, we saw another lava fountain paroxysm and ash plume reaching 5 km above the sea level. On the evening between July the 8th and the 9th, she went again with another paroxysm, less than 48 hours since the last eruption. The intervals of paroxysm every two days still hold strong and a plume up to 11 km, sorry for you, Sabankaya, rose to the sky of Catania. Um, that means also that the winner of this week for the highest world ash plume is again Malhetna. But since then, Edna has been quiet. Maybe so that all the Italians have time to watch the football match and not her. So we'll see what she'll do now. Staying in Europe, I talked about that. Yep, things are seeming to be quieting down. Not a lot of activity this week. And Kirsten Jonstotter, a seismologist at the Icelandic Meteorological Office, reported on Twitter a period of quiet from the 6th to the 10th, with a restart of activity on the 10th. But otherwise, there's been really not so much and very little in the news. Also, last week we missed something interesting. It's maybe less volcano-related, but there was a meteorite that exploded in the air over Thingvelle last night or um, last week. There was a sonic blast, which was recorded in seismic data. Isn't that cool? Super cool. So, only one Russia will kind of make noise this week, and we are talking about Karimsky. Karimsky in uh, Kanchakta had hash plume up to 3 km on July the 8th, and there is also still a lava dome growing from our beloved Dolphin 2. Mm-hmm, Dolphin 2 at Chilishbuk. That's nice. Okay, good. In Asia, we had uh, the regular activity from Suenos Gina, Krakatoa, Dukonos, Miru, Ibu, Iveco. But we had some new activity this week from Bagana in Papua New Guinea with an ash plume of 1.8 kilometers. Though this is still probably considered activity that's part of its current eruptive period, which actually started in 2008. So notably as well, Le Wotolo in the Lesser Sudan Islands had near constant ash eruptions this week, going up to about 2.4 kilometers, as well as some strombolian activity, which could be seen at night. Um, and on July 6th, uh, notably, there were 106 volcanic tectonic earthquakes. Oh, wow. So you know what I was thinking, Corinne? What? So that, you know, 
every time we talk about this, uh, you know, ash columns like this, and we say, yeah, just 1.8 kilometer, just 4K, 2.4, not a big issue. But every time I walk in Geneva, we have this, this fountain in Geneva, this Dejito, is a, is a big jet of water in the lake. That is higher than 100, 140 meters maybe, sometimes less, sometimes more, like this. And it's impressively huge. So 1.8 kilometer is yeah, it's not very, very big because... We are used to Sabankaya, Montana, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is still something. So, okay, let, let's move on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you might be waiting for Tal news. Well, Tal has been continuing with frequent volcanic tremors and high SO2 emissions, averaging 6,400 tons per day as of July 11. There was another explosion from a magmatic event on July 8, and then the volcano uh, remains in alert level 3. In the Americas, starting in the north, we saw that Pavlov in Alaska was raised to yellow on the alert level this week because seismic activities changed to a, a continuous tremor. Past eruptions at this volcano have given little to no warning, so we'll see what happens next. So let's move a little bit south on Popcat Battle. There has been a bit quiet these past weeks with all eventing of gases. We saw eruptive activity in lots of plumes from Fuego, Reventero, Sabancaya, Nevados de Chiren, Nevados del Ruiz, and Senge, who almost gave Sabancaya a run for its money for the tallest plume of this week at 6.7 kilometers, just, just a little bit below Sabancaya's 7.6 kilometers. Lastly, there was a new activity from Capahue uh, at the border between Argentina and Chile. This volcano has had uh, an elevated tremor since May, but what's changing now is that this past week the uh, crater lake level dropped. Some incandescent steam from the crater at night, as well as some small steam and harsh plumes. This volcano last erupted in October 2020, and typically this volcano has small eruption. The alert level remains green, the lowest on the scale. Thanks to our sources, VolcanoDiscovery.com and the Smithsonian's Global Volcanism Project, as, as well as uh, folks on Twitter. So, let's move to the focus. Okay. Today, for the focus, we are going through another Edna myth. Are we doing that to celebrate Italy, who won the sports ball? Are we doing this because we love Mama Edna? Or are we doing this because we enjoy mythology? Who knows? Maybe none of them, or maybe all of them. But we are sure that you are going to love the meat of today. Okay. Have you ever heard about the Odyssey? Probably. The Odyssey is one of the most important Greek epic poems. It's comprised of 24 books in which it describes the long journey back home of the hero Odyssey after the Trojan War. The poem is attributed to Homer, and it's quite crazy if you think about how old this poem is and the fact that it's, it's really, it's, it's widely read uh, nowadays and even studied. Yeah, the poem is dated around the 9th century before Christ, but you might be interested to know why we are talking about this poem, this very old poem. Well, one of the most known histories contained inside this book take place on the coast nearby one of our favorite volcanoes. And of course, we are talking about Etna. Um, and the history we're referring to is when uh, Odyssey and his men landed on an island near the land of Cyclops. In the Greek mythology, cyclops are giant creatures with just one eye. 
And Odysseus during his journey is not meeting a simple one, but the greatest one, the son of Poseidon, the god of the sea, and the nymph Tosa. So Odysseus and his men were stuck inside the cave where Polyphemus were living, and they were not able to escape because there was a big rock that blocked the only way out of the cave, and only Polyphemus would be able to remove it. So Odysseus makes Polyphemus drunk with a lot of wine, and that makes him fall asleep. And as soon as he was asleep, Odysseus blinds him with a wooden stick. That That's might, very nice. Yeah, oh. might be painful. Yeah. But I think that Odysseus also killed some of his mm, men. So, yeah. <laughs> so after that, uh, Odysseus and his men hide themselves under the belly of the sheep that were with them in the cave. And Polyphemus woke up in pain, angry, and w- was not able to see anything. So he think about opening the cave, and he opened the cave, sure that Odysseus and his men would try to escape at least, and he might manage to hear them and kill them, maybe. But as soon as he opened the cave, the sheep escaped. And then, of course, Odysseus and his and the boys, they were just hiding underneath the bellies of these sheep. And Polyphemus did not realize this. Okay, okay. Now, just cut the story here and move to Achitrezza. Ashitretza is a small village on the sea coast, not far from Mount Edna. In front of this village, there is a small archipelago called Cyclops Islas. In uh, Italian, is Isole dei Ciclop. The legend goes that Polyphemus was super, super angry for what happened in the cave, and he tried to stop Odysseus and his men from escaping by throwing big boulders at him, them. And these big boulders are actually the small islands near the near the Achitresa coast. I'm so sorry, Italians. In total, this group of islands and rocks are seven. The biggest one is Lakea, then we have Faraglione Grande, Faraglione Piccolo, and other four small rocks. But are they really formed that way? Or the giant that produced them is our Malhenna and not Polyphemus? Okay, so let's do some geology. During the Quaternary, the geologic era, which goes from about 2.5 million years ago to now, and more specifically during the Pleistocene epoch, from 2.5 million years ago to 12,000 years ago. More precisely, 0.6 million years ago, Edna started doing her thing. She started erupting, more specifically, by submarine activity. Not far from there, half a million years ago, we have the formation of this archipelago, or better, the beginning of its formation. This area arose from the sea as a result of a massive upward movement of the earth. The mafic nature of this island is evident from the lavas and columnar basalts present everywhere on them. But on these rocks and islands are also marls present. And marls are sedimentary rocks, so why are those there? Well, the Mars were the rock which formed pavement under the sea, so probably at the beginning we had the rise of a single big one kilometer long block of Mars pushed up by the magma. Then the erosion slowly formed the seven island rocks we see now. So are you telling me that it wasn't a cyclops? No, it wasn't, sorry. Dang. Well, I guess that's the focus for the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very sorry I think I'm happier with that being from um, from a volcano than from a cyclops. <laughs> okay. We would like to thank our sources, as always, um, isolationclubby.it, 
nationalgeographic.com, Catania, liveuniversity.it, and also the book written by Rodwell, Etna, A History of the Mountain and of Its Eruption, and the book Odyssey, of course. <laughs> That's it for this week. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, where we very rarely post, at uh, volcano underscore watch. And so, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.